uh, you know, as a writer, um, I, I don't know if I could do the ghost writing that you guys do because <laughs> a, a, uh, an outline that I have written sucks the life out of it. But I did actually, I did actually do outlines that my son wrote when we did the trilogy. So maybe it is a little different. Anyway. I think it's because the, the story isn't your own. Mm -hmm. You you appreciate the information that they give you to work from. You're not just having mm -hmm. to come up with everything on your own. Even though there's a little less freedom involved, you've got a lot more direction, which can make it a little easier to work with. Yes. Anita there, right at the start, as always. Hey, Anita. Hi, Anita. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Spilling Ink, where the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. As always, I am Katie Salitis and my co-host, Jane. How are we doing? We're doing good. I yeah, love I, the hair. I kind of, I you know, went a little bit of rebel here. I love it. <laughs> good. It looks good. Thank you. Nice and Thank fresh you. for spring. Yes. Yes. I'm hoping I can still put it up for summer. <laughs> well, that's the trick. You gotta, you've got to cut it so that you can put it in the ponytail. Don't cut it any shorter. I I said not to worry about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it looks good. It looks good. Thank you. And we've got a new-to-us author on Spilling Ink, David Green. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I, I've also cut my hair for the for, for And it looks fabulous. I, uh, yes, I also hope to be able to put it up for summer. That's good. <laughs> At least we've all got goals, right? I was like, you and my husband would get along really good. <laughs> He's going to probably come around the corner now. <laughs> we'll see him in the background. Yes. So, David, did I understand correctly? You just had a new release. I did, <laughs> I did, yes. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I write. I have two series. I have an epic fantasy series, which is I have them handy, which is this one. That's the three of them so far. Oh, this that is, is the, epic. This is the new one. This one, yes. Uh, yeah, that's one. So they get quite a bit bigger. Um, so this is the new one that's coming out beyond some of the seas, and. Um, yeah, these are and there's a there's a prequel short story as well. So this is epic fantasy, um, which is fun, and then I have an urban fantasy as well. As well. Ooh, hold is, on, let me get you. Ooh, yes. um, oh, I like that. Yeah, so this is like this is like Dresden meets supernatural, uh, and the <clears throat> the epic fantasy is you know it's um hello it's a uh, you know, there's there's lots of influences in there, and there's a lot of like new things in it as well. There's like you know, there's quite a lot of like um, uh, there's really strong female characters in it, and there's like there's artistic characters, and there's like all this other things in it as well. But it's it's mainly it's influenced by a video game called Dragon Age, which I loved when I was okay. my, which I was in my early twenties. And it's really funny because I get like you know because like lots of like you know. The, the way that fantasy stories are, people are always like, this is a little bit like this. You must really like this. You must really like this. And I do really like Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time, but no one ever picks up on the Dragon Age thing. Oh, wow. Okay. That was the main influence on it. <laughs> Although there's no dragons in, in, in the books. That's the only thing that's different. No it's always fun to see where the inspiration comes from, the different stories. Yeah. yeah and I like the comps on the other one, the uh, Dresden Files and Supernatural. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds like it's a, a really interesting one. Yeah, it's good, and and like um, unlike 
unlike Harry Dresden, it, uh, my guy Nick Holleran isn't really misogynistic. So there's there's, there's that for it. So it's, um, that's, that's what sets it apart a little bit. But I do like the Dresden Files uh, quite a lot. Um, but uh, I hadn't read them before I wrote this. And then I'll watch Supernatural. And it was other people actually were saying, you must like Supernatural and Dresden Files. And I was like, I should check them out, I guess. And uh, I watched them and I was like, I do like them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the Dresden Files. That that was a, a favorite of mine. I did not make it through Supernatural, though. I'm a 15-year, every single episode, Supernatural freak. <laughs> so, yeah. so anything that's compared it. to it, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I have to get that. <laughs> I, I finished watching it just before Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. So for the first one, so I was thinking I might rewatch it this year. But it's like, it is 15, 15 series. But That's a lot. That's, that's I'm intimidating. I'm I'm watching it while I'm at row. So as I'm doing my rowing, I started watching that over. Yeah. I was going to watch Smallville again, but I couldn't find where it streams for free. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, uh, and, and Netflix is showing Supernatural. So I'm like, oh, I'll just watch this over again. Of course, I have all the DVDs for both shows. but oh, so Then you can watch it whenever you want to. Yeah, but it's not in front of the rower. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how you fall into a routine and you just you have to do it that way? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it would be nice if the rower was in here in front of the big screen. <laughs> well, could you put a TV in the, the area where the rower is? It's a bedroom. And oh, there's really okay. not a place for it. It's one of our guest rooms. But ah. eh. yes. Now, we got a rower recently and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, you know, in pain a lot. <laughs> muscles I haven't been working out for a long time. <laughs> I, I understand that feeling. But yeah, so I'm watching, I'm re-watching Supernatural because it's been a while since I've seen the early episodes. I'm like, oh, cool. Last time we talked about Supernatural, I think, what did I make it to season two before I was like, all right, when does it get good? And everybody got mad at me for it. <laughs> so, well, the first season was sort of like campy horror. Hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. I kind of like happy horror, so and then it started to get more and more about the brothers. Yes. So you saw yeah. the relationship, and you saw that building, and and you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Dean is hot as fuck. <laughs> See, again, I'm going to get in trouble for not liking Supernatural. When when should I start it or restart it? Where where does it really start to get good? Maybe I'll try it. Like season there, season maybe. two, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, about halfway through season two. Yeah, and then three, yeah. four, and five are really, really solid. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Three, three was when was three when Castiel came. Four, I think actually wasn't it. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's bad. Yeah. I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it more recently than you have. I think that's that's why. Yeah, it's kind of because like yeah, it's kind of yeah. I think it's four. That's when all the yeah, it's the first episode of four, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because when he comes in, that's 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 when the show changed into have to watch for me. I was yeah. watching it before because it was like yeah, da, da, da. but then you know angels come into the into play. It's like yeah. wow, I like yeah. the bit in five and six, but you need that slowdown before the big explosions. Okay, yeah, um, all right, I I will give it another shot. I think I've got uh, Picard's ending. Mandalorian's ending soon, so I should have some free time in my my limited TV watching schedule. <laughs> <clears throat> Who would you have play Nick Halloran? 
Um, Ryan Gosling. Or Chris Pine, actually. Ooh. Chris, Ooh, Pine, nice. actually, Chris Pine would be very good, actually. He's, He's got, got good that. charisma. Yeah. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Ryan Gosling's a bit like kind of more imposing, I suppose. Whereas like Chris Pine is quite a tall guy as well, but he's kind of more spindly, I think. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got that kind of, he's kind of got that world weariness to him as well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was great yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons, like that. Him. I didn't see that? Oh, I, I have to see that as well. My son said it was fantastic. I've, yeah, I've heard the same thing. I, I need to go see it. We we did the Mario movie because, mm-hmm. you know. Kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. been a Mario fan since birth. There was no way we were missing that movie. <laughs> yeah, and it was surprisingly good. Like I went into it, the the trailers did not sell the movie at all. Mm-hmm. And I went into it thinking, okay, you know, it's a kids' movie. I'll just get through it. <laughs> Laughing the whole time. My <laughs> oldest daughter and her fiance went with us. Um, her fiance's dad and younger sister went with us, and then I had my two kids everybody was cracking up the whole time yeah. everybody enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah i took my took my son my son loves going to the the cinema so we, we went to watch dungeons and dragons and mario and uh he uh he liked them both but he said mario was the greatest movie of all time so <laughs> yeah. yeah a good D movie that's a surprise because the last yeah, one we got was just weird yeah it was awful yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really good it was really good fun it's just um like i play i know nikki plays D, uh, and it's it, it gets that uh it just does that like it, it really captures the kind of like chaotic feeling of D and then the, and then the like the kind of found family side of it as well um so it was really good yeah it was funny it was really funny i liked it a lot so yeah chris pine would be um yeah he'd be a good It'd have to happen pretty soon though, because he's you know he's in his mid forties now, so we'd have to get it made soon. So that's um, I'll send him an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Men men seem, seem to like age slower than anybody else. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. how old is, is um, Keanu Reeves? He's like he's fifty-seven, I think now. And he's I thought he was looking. Well, you know, um, something I think about quite a lot, and because he's the same age as my dad, is um, is Viggo Mortensen. So he is mm-hmm. two years older than Ian McKellen was when Ian McKellen played Gandalf. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's 64 this year. It's the same That's age as my dad. Surprising. I always think about it. And then when um, I was, was me, and my, me and my son started watching Lord of the Rings movies, and I was like, you know, I was in college when they came out and all this, and I was like, oh, everyone looks so young. And I was like, but also, everyone is so old now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. don't want to be reminded of age. No, yeah. that's the thing about watching, watching movies that you really used to like, you know, it's like, it's still kind of fresh in your mind, but it's like, even Supernatural, because that came out in, what, 2005, wasn't it? And it's, yeah. so it's, it's nearly 20 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. And and my son watched it with me, and he oh, really? was five. <laughs> I let my five-year-old watch it with me. Oh, that's okay. They have to learn about demons at some point. Good family fun. With yeah. that Jeffrey Dean Morgan at at a at a place, and we we're getting his signature. Uh, you know, Billy goes, "I've been watching you." You know since I was like five years old. And I looked at him, I said, not my finest moment as a mom. But... <laughs> yeah, well, they've, they've all got to learn about crossroad demons and vampires <laughs> yep. and, and, and werewolves at some point. 
Well, that's where he got the idea for his story, Death Chronicles. So, <laughs> it, it, there you it, go. yep. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> that is true, but but also it is when when like your hero growing up, which was Aragorn for me, is the same age as your dad. It's kind of like, yeah. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not that much younger than your father. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing as well like you know i i kind of consider my dad as not being all that old anymore because like i'm 40 you know so it's like a, i think well he's only 64 this year he's not he's not too old you know he's, he's <laughs> more or less just over middle age right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> my dad just turned 84 85 something like right. that yeah. <laughs> so the same age, almost the same age as Ian McKellen. So there you go. Mm -hmm. you've got the difference. <laughs> there you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. There you go. I like that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, with my white hair now, I look like I'm a little older, but. <laughs> the light, you can't tell it's white. It's just, it looks more platinum with yes. gold highlights. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have no highlights anymore. <laughs> Just smile and nod. <laughs> but I was told I have beautiful hair, so I'm like really cool with that. <laughs> yeah. We well, always had the like nice little bounce to your hair. Mm -hmm. It always looks nice. Well, thank you. You retained the, you know, all the softness and everything. You just went yeah. a different color. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Me, I will stick to my dyeing my hair because I refuse to look at the grays. <laughs> I just the hell of it. <laughs> I'm not ready to embrace it yet. Mm, See, you. there you go. Your hair is gorgeous. I have no wisdom. <laughs> so let's talk about writing. What's everybody working on right now? <sighs> I am actually working on a Valkyrie story. Hmm. I'm, I finally sat my butt down and said, you got to do that because I'm waiting for feedback on the last book that I got lambasted on at the beginning. Ooh, them's fighting words. Yeah, that's, all right. <laughs> that's okay. I needed it. I needed to be hit upside the head. And I was. Somehow I don't see her being that mean that she would hit you upside the head. She might pull a cattle prod out on you. No, but she she was disappointed in me <laughs> that's the worst that's the worst oh you have to put that up <laughs> no no the one above that <laughs> yep oh, wow. so true <laughs> to kill some characters that's what they, that's what they exist for yes yes <laughs> I've, I've killed a lot of characters but i brought them back to life too yeah, and then kill them again. Like supernatural. They don't really die. <laughs> bring, bring, them back, bring them back to life and then kill them again. Yeah. Does That's that really right. make you evil, though, if, if you just resurrect them? Just to do it again? I don't know. Maybe I am evil. It's, kind of <laughs> teaching, it's just kind of teaching them a lesson. They didn't think in the last time. I'm in time out for a little bit. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. How about you, David? What are you working on right now? Um, I'm working on the last in my epic fantasy series, so it's um, it's out in September. So oh, wow. uh, that's not um, long. No, 
it's not long. Um, and uh, I have a I have I have a book launch booked for a convention in September called FantasyCon. So um, awesome. it, it has to be finished. So, um, but I kind of want it to be finished as well. I'm ready for it to be to be done, and so I can and move on with my life. You know. Tonight. Last of the series for good. Not going to leave any threads open for later. No, there, there is. Yeah, there is going to be. Because I'm, I'm kind of one of these these people that's kind of like you know, um, if you've created like a massive big world, you know, there should be other stories told in it because the world should Continue be robust on, yeah. enough. That it's like, look, there's other things that can happen, like you know, in the past or in the future, or just like at the same time, just somewhere else, you know. Just because that story is finished doesn't mean that like the world is finished unless you literally destroy the entire world, which you know you could you could probably do. But then they did that in Planet of the Apes too, and then they still made four sequels. So you know, what? <laughs> well, you know, I've noticed that a lot lately. It, it's what is the term? IP burnout, where hmm. you know companies get a hold of a massive IP and just milk it dry. Yeah. And so you kind of get to the point where like, all right, are we done yet? I, I need to take a break from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like it, I think it's it, it depends on what what it is, isn't it? you know. Because like some sometimes like um like with Star Wars, we were talking about before. Like with that, I think they they're not sure if it's the world that people like or the characters. So they keep trying to move away from the characters that we've all known for decades, and then and then they're like, but then the characters are coming back that you're all new and love. They're they're back again, and then they move away for a little bit, and then they go like. But then here's Luke Skywalker again. It's like, okay, just just make a decision. <laughs> just even We're leave them. them though when they bring them back. Like they yeah. take the character. Luke Skywalker is a great example. Mm-hmm. They take a character who ended on a high note. We loved him. He was a hero. The next time we see him, he is the complete opposite of what we've seen. And there's like a, a cognitive dissonance that happens because we didn't see the transformation. Mm. So now it's like this isn't my Luke Skywalker. I don't know who this one is because it, it's nothing like we remembered. And they're not factoring that in when they bring characters in. Yeah. And, and yeah. they end up telling a story that doesn't resonate because it's not showing us the transformation, the growth. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just kind of jumping ahead to it. Yeah. Cause like, I, cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I quite like old, Luke Skywalker, I like him being old and grumpy. And I like his ending in Last Jedi, but I also agree that like it's like we need to see kind of what happened. And this, I actually, I actually think like they did Han Solo worse because like when when that when when Return of the Jedi finishes, like you know, he's him and Leia are gonna get married, and like he's not a smuggler anymore, and he's like a hero, and then like he's just like a, a terrible dad. That's yep. like <laughs> gone back to like just like bumming around the galaxy with his dog um and like um it's like why 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 have you done this to han solo like and then they kill him and it's like okay great You're just <laughs> yeah, a terrible they brought him back so they can uh, yeah <laughs> and and there too you didn't get that emotional connection because we didn't see han being a screwed up dad right at the moment you're know, father and son trying to have this emotional moment but we don't connect to it because we yeah, have no reason to yeah. we don't see them as a father son we just see them as two Two people trying to have the scene right. in front of us. So they yeah, took yeah. a point in time that was later that didn't give you any context. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like they're going back now, like and trying to like fill in the gaps and stuff, which would be. <laughs> it is his dog. It's his dog. It's his buddy. It's his giant and dog. His friend. 
<laughs> it is based on George Lucas's dog, though, isn't he, Chewbacca? He, um, he was called Inda, his dog. He used to drive around in a in a like a little truck with his dog in the front seat of him. Aww. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, so, so, I think, like with, with this one, like I think there is there is other stories to tell in 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 the world, but it will be a little while before I get to them. But it won't be kind of like you know, thirty years later. Here's all the same characters again that like you know, you know, try and like uh, like what they did with the Star Wars films where it's like here's you don't need to know any of this stuff but also you do need to know all of this stuff because mm. otherwise where there are in the lives don't make any sense anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the tv shows yeah. too like i was very disappointed in what they did with obi-wan another beloved character and the way that they played him out through that show made no sense from what we knew of the character and what we knew mm. of the character in the future as well so it was again that disconnect yeah. Where you're throwing him into this role and we don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. Mm. His decisions just don't seem to make sense. Yeah, and and the aging process in Tatooine, like he's he's literally going from Hugh McGregor to Alec Guinness in like eight years after that. It's like wow. <laughs> well, that's a rough life. <laughs> it is tough living in the desert. Yeah, so, what happened, so what happened after the Obi-Wan series? It must have been really tough after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really are in the mushroom kid. Oh my goodness. The chat is fun tonight. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I mean that's important. And as as writers, we can understand, you know, that as we're crafting our stories. We've got to make sure we're giving the proper character development. We're showing the growth. We're showing the arc and not just and jumping ahead to random story, points. Yeah. Where you yeah. start a story matters. Yeah. As we yeah. found out. As you have found out this <laughs> yes, week. Yes. Yeah, it makes a difference. It can change the whole perspe- perception of the main character, too. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah, and like, it's, flashbacks yeah. are important as well. Like, you know, if you want to do something where time has passed, like, <clears throat> it's also choosing the right flashbacks to do when right. given the right kind of information and when to do it. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting one because uh, yeah, I, I kind of just think that, and I think they're doing that now with some of the movies that they've announced. Where it's like they're going to do one that's set like twenty five thousand years before, like the first ever Jedi. And I think that's the way to do it because, like, well, just go and tell a story in the world because people are interested in it. And I think like having people that are connected to the Skywalkers and stuff, it's just like a load of baggage that you just mm. don't need at this point. Yeah, and Star Wars actually does its best. modern star wars when it's telling a story not connected to the Mm. characters that we love Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it branches out on its own and stays within the world it's it's really good they come up with some creative stuff it's when they try and like tie everything in they spend so much time getting those threads to reach out and touch each other that the story fails yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, how do we, how do we bring this back to the Skywalkers? It's like, let's just leave them alone. <laughs> They're fine. They're all dead now. It's good. <laughs> yeah, there were more dead eyes out there than Skywalkers, guys. <laughs> For thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We were still talking about mushrooms now. Uh, I don't know where mushrooms came. Mushrooms. <laughs> it kind of went sideways in the chat. <laughs> but they got their own conversation going on. Yes. <laughs> and no, we didn't bring up mushrooms. <laughs> no, well, mushrooms are nice though. 
Yeah, yeah, but but earlier she was talking about stuff that actually sounded like a little bit of the the Last of Us. <laughs> oh, right. Saying how how how, but she didn't say the Last of Us in the in the chat. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's a series I'm too <laughs> chicken to start because the the zombie connection. Hmm. It's not bad. That's what everyone says. Everyone the zombies says. aren't bad. They, I mean. No, it's not the Walking Dead zombies that are just bloody and gross. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are like just growing mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Big mushrooms, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't get scared from a lot of, of monsters. Like, I, I can watch horror movies that don't bother me. But zombies, those freak me out. That's, that's, that's my one line. Zombies just freak me the hell out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I have to write my zombie series. My short story went over well. <laughs> that was the prequel that I wrote to it. But yeah, I've got that. That's not, I have so many on tap. <laughs> David, you said you've got a release in September. Mm -hmm. Are you shooting for, because I saw those books were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Are you shooting for a specific word count or are you just, the story ends when the story ends? Yeah, uh, I'm really bad at judging like how big, I used to be really good at it, but now I've gotten terrible at it. So, um, so the second one, I was thinking this. This one, I was thinking this will be about eighty thousand words, and it ended up being about one hundred and forty thousand. And I was like, well, that's fine. And then this one, I was like, well, this one will be about one hundred and twenty thousand. I'll, I'll go for it. And this is two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh so, wow! <laughs> um, and this book wasn't even supposed to be exist. So exist. This was supposed to be a trilogy. And when I was writing the second one, I was like. I have too much story, yes. so I need an extra <laughs> book. Um, so uh, I, I've kind of, I've kind of thought, well, because it's, it's funny, because like it's the first time I'm writing. Well, it's the first time I'm writing a final book in a series under my name, because obviously I do ghostwriting. So I've written last books before, um, but I was kind of like worrying a little bit because I was like, I, I, I think I'm like, I'm running out of story to tell. Aww. I'm like, well, that's, that's the way it should be because it's the last book. <laughs> so like, I should be running out of story to tell because it's like, you know, it's just payoff after a certain point in a final book. Um, so yeah, I think um, I don't think it'll be as big as the third one, but it'll be around. It'll be bigger than the second one, I think. I'm kind okay. of, I'm, I'm kind of thinking around the hundred and eighty thousand words. That's you know? still a pretty beefy book. That's a that's a hefty yeah. book. Yeah, you know, it's standard epic fantasy. True. <laughs> True. Yeah, hundred thousand. Um, that's that's usually and the. And your target. covers are awesome, by the way. Yeah, the nice. Yeah, they're they're the nice. Um, the the one for the next one is is really good. Um, is which that is not as finished yet. Is that the set here? Yes. Yes, that's those ones. Um, so the, the the one for the last book is we've kind of got it done as well, but it's not completely ready yet. So um, I think the uh, the third one is cover reveal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, I do have it somewhere. I can, I can, I can show it to you. I can send it to you. I'll just email it over. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like the third one. Yes, it's such yeah. beautiful covers. Yeah, and I'm always yeah. fan of you know strong female. I like that. Those are good stories. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the good thing. And I mean, with the, with the first one as well, like one of the, one of the things that I kind of wanted to do with it was because um, was um, you know I'm a big fantasy fan, but it's always usually people with daddy issues, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna have. Um, I'm gonna have someone with mummy issues in this one. So like the, the main kind of like uh, relationship in the book is between 
the the character on the front cover is called Colleen and her mother, and they're like estranged from each other. After a decision that was made previously, which is kind of like integral to the book. So I kind of just wanted to do that because, like, it's always like, you know, usually when you have like women characters in fantasy, especially if they're written by men, it's usually the very kind of written in a very specific kind of way. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I kind of didn't want to do that. So I tried my hardest. Good. Good. <laughs> and how have the reviews been on the books or do you not read reviews? I know some authors won't look at the reviews. Yeah, I read, I read reviews. Um, uh, yeah, they've been, they've been, they've been pretty good. Um, I should, it might just be me being a little bit uh, humble. <laughs> They've been quite good. Um, uh, yeah, I do read them. I, I, I find like you know, it's um, it's it's. I think you can always find something good from a review. Like any, and even if it's just like you know, like the book, that's always that's always great to know. But it's it's good when you get some ones that are like you know, this didn't quite work for me or or whatever. And, you know, you can sometimes you read it and go that's that's fine you know it's just an opinion but sometimes if it's just the same thing crops up a few times you can be like well okay this didn't quite land the way that i wanted it to do or um i i like to i i really like collaborating like i like uh i have alpha and beta readers in quite early with my stuff because i just like that whole kind of process um of, of uh seeing what's working and what isn't uh so yeah, so I do I do read them. It's, sometimes when you when you get like one that isn't quite a great review, it's kind of the same with editing develop editing notes. You kind of have to just look at it and then just kind of walk away and then and go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it sink in for a minute. Yeah. You like yeah. that they don't hate you, they're just <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you just want to get the best, the best. Yes. possible each time you know um, yes and and yeah. you know while i'm joking about you know my beta reader rebecca <laughs> um giving me a hard time about the beginning of the last book she had very good points and right. and as i said i'm writing in a world that's not mine um so I, i'm writing to rules so it's like i had to step back and go okay how can i make this better without changing the world's rules. Ooh, Whoa. that is, that is awesome. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, I love the color tones you got <laughs> these color, in these covers. Yes. They're muted, but they're just so, so full of depth. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love so that. I'm just gonna have a little, a few little tweaks to it, but it's, it's mostly, it's mostly kind of where I want it to be. Um, that yeah. That's gorgeous. Cool. I love that the is title. Really yes. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just you just squirreled whatever I was saying. I <laughs> you showed me a pretty cover. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you showed the cover horror cover. Yeah, Jane, Jane is our, our cover queen. <laughs> she has a collection that is envious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you have a, you have a lot of books. Yeah. Well, I have a lot more to write. <laughs> oh, oh, Rebecca says you were saying how awesome she is as a beta reader. Yes, she is, <laughs> and humble, so humble. Oh, she keeps me in line. She keeps me in line, and she she just made me write better. So. <laughs> yeah, Nikki. Nikki here is uh, my my alpha reader. So yep. she's, a, she's a really great development editor. Uh, yes. Well. Now, when um, you work with alpha and beta readers, do you just send them sections 
and let them respond or do you guide them with questions to you know focus on specific things um yeah so um usually what i do is i'll, I'll um i actually found out this is the same way that brandon sanderson worked recently because someone i know knows him and they're like this is the same how he works i was like oh that's great but he obviously is a lot, a lot more successful <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what i do is, is I'll, I'll write the first, like i'll write three chapters um and then I'll send them to my alpha readers while I'm working on the next ones. And they'll just read them and, and do the feedback and what have you. And then I'll go back and, and kind of look at that and, and do what needs to be done. Um, but then I'll kind of keep notes of things that I'm a little bit unsure of. And then I might ask like specific things. So like in the last book in particular, um, there's quite a lot of, there's a quite a big mystery about the magic system in the books. The magic system is quite, uh, integral to what is actually going on in, in the story, um, okay. so it's got its, own, it's got rules and everything like that, all that kind of stuff. But um, it's kind of quite a mysterious kind of force. Um, so there was um, there was this the third book was going to do like quite a lot of answers to what's been kind of going on, and I wanted to make sure it was working and kind of it was consistent and it was not like you know it was not too lightweight, but not too kind of like just dense so um nikki in particular um you know uh we kind of went back and tuned it quite a bit and i kind of showed her quite a lot of my my own notes that don't make it into the books to kind of like and had my like kind of which is actually going to work its way into the last book like my kind of like timeline of like this is how this happened and kind of said does this come through in a more digestible way in the book so yeah so um but generally it's like i, I kind of like just to see what people kind of respond to and what they don't and, and what they don't like and what they do like and and, and uh, I kind of like to do it quite early as well in the process because then if, if it's something that's like um not working I can fix it right away and I'm not I'm not having to go back and do a lot of stuff throughout a book and if it's something that is working I'm like okay well I'm gonna do more of this <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm working on it you know? uh, so it, just, it makes the process a little bit faster as well so um for, for me like, I get through it and um get get them out because that's the important thing well, and three chapters for you was probably quite a bit of uh, on an epic yeah so um i just think now for the uh for the fourth book the first set i sent through was about twenty-five thousand words and then the second but that was including the prologue as well uh, and then the second set is about sixteen thousand words so okay. yeah, yeah. decent sized sections mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. So you can get kind of stuck into it. And, mm -hmm. Plenty um, to to work with. Should be you know character and world building stuff in there for them to play off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gives me a little bit of time to kind of like uh, it's like it's like putting the tracks in front of the train. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. motivating too once you get those notes back and you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. This is working. I'm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like deadlines as well. I, I like self-imposed deadlines and, and ones where it's like publish your yeah. set deadlines and stuff and i'm like okay well this has to be done and <laughs> uh otherwise yeah, i'll be like this is fine i just put a stake in the ground for this this next book because i didn't have anything lined up and i've been floating how how's that been, been for you sucks. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i am much more motivated with deadlines <laughs> Actually, oh, I should. I should. Nice. Oh, that's gotta I make should. you feel great. Yeah. Yes, I, I yes. pay. I pay her to say these things. 
<laughs> tell everyone. <laughs> I have to say, Katie, I've been having a fantastic time, but I'm not writing. Mm. You know, I'm puttering, which is like, no, I need to set those deadlines because then I'm like, okay, now I have to, you know, really seriously doing it. I mean, I've been, I have 23, I think it is, audiobooks that I've got narrators for. so i've been doing a lot of the audiobook you know read it you know listening to the to the narrators and things like that so i've sort of given myself something else to look at instead of stories right (laughs) so i'm gonna have 23 new audiobooks by midsummer oh my god (laughs) it's uh you can buy your books that you've got Mm-hmm. I've got like over 70 now. <laughs> I, I'm kind of in that same boat. I haven't set any hard deadlines for myself for personal writing. And, uh, you know, the ghostwriting has taken over because that's that's what pays the bills. Um, mm-hmm. So that obviously yeah. takes precedent. And those do have hard deadlines, which, let's face it, I'm, I'm really bad with deadlines, but I will make them, mm-hmm. even if it's the 11th hour. <laughs> So a lot of the energy gets pushed there and I find myself going, yeah, I'll get to writing my own stuff later. Jane, like you and me, we still have to get a a schedule worked out on ours. Mm -hmm. Um, I need that, that push. Yeah. 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 yeah, This is the year of just waffling. (laughs) Well, it's the year of the cruises and weddings. (laughs) That is true. So question for you, David, because yeah. you write your stuff and you ghostwrite. And yes. I'm, I'm in that same position, except I'm not writing my own stuff. I haven't put any books out since, was it? 2019? No, no, because the PTSD book did come out last year. Oh, P- well, yeah. I went from but- writing three books a year personally to writing maybe one okay. a year over the last three years. But on the other side of it, I'm writing almost a book every six weeks for mm-hmm. the ghostwriting job. Yeah. So how do you balance that and find time for your own writing? Um, so um, I, I can absolutely, I can, uh, the, my max is I can write four different books at one time. Okay. But I, prefer to, I prefer to work on three or two. Um, that's included one of my own. So usually, I, I, usually I'm working on one of my own and and two ghostwriting books sometimes three at the same time um apart from when i was really into the middle of beyond some of the seas because it was getting a, a, a lot bigger than what i thought it was going to be so i just kind of extended all my deadlines for which is the first time i'd done it but like i was like i need to do this because i told like I, I i'm with a indie press so i was like i'll have the book i'll have the hundred and twenty thousand words by the 10th of december which i did but i was like this is only half of the book <laughs> So, <laughs> I was like, you have the 125,000 words developing, you know, what's that by mouth readers? As your reader knows, I'll work on the next 120, whatever thousand words that's needed. Um, so, I kind of just like, uh, I got extensions now, my ghostwriting stuff, and just worked exclusively on, on, on that book, which I enjoyed doing actually. Like, that's, I'd like to get to that point, but also. I was kind of missing just a little break of just going off and working on something else for half an hour or, or a day or something. And then basically, yeah, that, that's what I do. Like, I, I mean, we've talked um, before we came on that I'm artistic, so I have real, real high hyper-focus. Like, I can usually I have to set alarms on my phone to kind of stop writing. 
otherwise I will literally just keep writing and if I'm not disturbed for the day so if my son's out for the day with my grandparents with his grandparents or whatever I might just like look out the window and it's daytime and then look up and then I see the car coming past and it's like pitch black and I'm like oh I've not done anything else today I've not even got up to go to the toilet or anything I'm just yeah. literally just been sat here um so I usually have to kind of set alarms so um so which works because like what I what I generally do is um I I can just work I have it all kind of set out so if I just do 20 minutes a day on one of the ghostwriting projects it means that I'm kind of hitting where I need to where I need to do so if, if I'm working on three of them it's just that's just an hour um a day to do it you know um and then that gives me like then the other time that I can work on on my own stuff um which is like you know might be another hour or it might be two hours or it might be if I decide that like you know I want to write during the night or something then like I've got a few more hours then as well so um so basically like I write full-time like I don't I don't have a I don't work I work I write full-time and I look after my son so that helps like if I was working a full-time job as well then I don't think I'll I do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat with you I this is my my job this allows me the ability to take care of my kiddos that are still in school and you know be there when they need me and the flexibility to work through the night and I do the same thing you do I'll sit down yeah. I'll start writing and then I'll look out and I'm like oh my god I didn't sleep but the hyper focus that's interesting that, that you're able to to jump from one to another for me once that hyper focus hits I can't do anything else but that project like it changing to a different project completely derails me yeah it's it's, it's interesting like it's well it's, it's never really been um that much of a, a problem for me you know, which is lucky because like it means i can do a few things at once you know and and as you as you know the ghostwriting ones pay quite a lot better than your own books do unless you get like a big advance or something like you know they, they pay pretty well um so uh but also as well like you know I, I, there's Don't more <laughs> there's, there's more there's more kind of thought that goes into my own ones and the ghostwriting ones for a number of reasons you know uh that you know you, you you're coming up with your own stories all by yourself and and you know there's a bit more kind of care that goes into it i suppose because it's like you know it's your own name that's on it whereas with the ghostwriting ones like a lot of times there's an outline or there's this and this and you're basically just fleshing it out or you're um you know, uh, just making sure the pieces fit in a way. Uh, although I have had a couple where it's been like a line that's like, I would like an 80,000 word fantasy book that has, that's a bit like this. And it's like, okay, I'll just make this one up then I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jonesy in the chat here, she she's my work wife. She okay. also goes rights. Uh, we, we work for the, the same group and uh, we do a lot of those overnights together. Mm -hmm. started as, as sprints you know we jump online we set a timer we do 30 minutes yeah and um we we do a lot of those overnights usually on the weekends and um she's heard me ranting and raving about some of the projects really needing more thought than i i had initially thought would need to go into them yeah sometimes they can be like that as well but it's, it's funny because like um I get some of them, and some of some of them are, are very kind of like open to like collaboration. So you might get the outline through and something. And you might be like, you know, this doesn't really make sense, um, or this might need this or this and this. 
and they'll be like, okay, yeah, you're, you're the you're the writer, you you do. Oh, I love when they say that. It's it's when they yeah. go, no, no, this yeah. is what I want. And you go, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it's make not gonna work. <laughs> like, it's the outline, and you're like, yeah. okay. Fine, I will stick to the outline. I can't like, do that yet. I need to learn to divorce myself. Like, I'm like, no. And I write up like a 2,000 word document explaining why I'm right and why this needs to change. Oh my and God. I work, and then I work more than I should. When I should just be like, yeah. yep, that's what you want. That's what you get. I, I haven't learned to divorce myself from that yet. Yeah, it was, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's liberating. <laughs> As is, but, no, I, I kind of don't do revisions anymore. So it's kind of like I, I do it and it's like if you want me to do a revision on it, you can pay me more than what you pay me to do it because revisions are, take a lot of time. It's like, you know, it's, and that's the thing with a lot of ghostwriting stuff. Like it's quite a tight timeline and yes. deadlines for it and everything. So mm -hmm. um, it's enough. It's tight enough to just do the draft of the book. So it's like if you want more then you know, and, and most of them are like, no, that's fine. Um take it to the editor and the editor can fix it. I'm like, that's cool. Yep. No bother. <laughs> I, I, when I was writing for myself, I had a decent writing system. I was putting three books, you know, out a year comfortably after editing and revisions. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, when I started ghostwriting, that really put me in, in my paces and like really made me push to write faster because those deadlines mm -hmm. are a lot quicker with a lot more words needed in that shorter amount of time. And it's, I, I'm learning how Jane writes so fast, trying to keep up with these deadlines. I mean, I work, I mean, I'm in a job, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then I, you know, eat. <laughs> and, then, and then I sit down to write and I'm doing marketing and writing. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I, I'm like, my time is limited. So when I when I choose to focus on it, I can focus on it. And it's a choice. I'm learning that now. <laughs> Without a deadline, it's a, it's it's harder to force myself to do that. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. you know, this this year I knew I was gonna be you I had knew I had, I had I had two books that I needed to write. One is already done. <laughs> and it's coming out in October, and the other one was a, a Christmas one. So those are the two books that I have basically committed to write. And anything else is, is you know, here's you a pie. three that we're supposed to work on. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, and I usually write six books a year with a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> with my editor set <laughs> it sounds like so much but when i think about like i'm doing a full-length novel every six weeks on average which is yeah. way faster than i used to write so mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's but, like yeah. it's it yeah it's it's what 10 books a year and okay. and yeah 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 about that yeah yeah. And, when, and, when you get into that rhythm as well, like you know, it's it's like any other kind of thing. You kind of it's easy it's easy to kind of get back in and out of it, you know. Like when you're constantly like writing, you know, it's uh, you got and you've got like I, I really like routines and um, you know like a uh, like the a routine works for me a writing routine, you know. Uh, I'm doing this like and that's why like when I went and just worked on on the one book, it was it was fun to kind of put all my time into it, but also it was kind of like you know, I was like obsessing over it, 
and I was like, I need this like little break off just to work on something else, just that I can kind of switch my brain off to an extent and just be like, I'll just write this story that I don't particularly like. <laughs> I don't particularly like any of the, the stuff in it. I'm not really invested in it. I'm just doing it as a job. And it was nice just to kind of be like, okay, there's a, mm-hmm. let's go back to the thing that you're just working so hard to get right. I'll, I'll bump <laughs> between books now as yeah. well. You know, because I need, you know, at least I'm bouncing now. And then, and then once I latch on, forget it, that book's done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm too linear, but I, I've got the whole, like, the, the hyper-focus thing for me, it's just one or the other. Mm-hmm. I can't switch. Right. And I'm still very much a linear writer, even though I was showing you how to hopscotch. Yes, you taught me how to leapfrog. But I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I, I need to finish this. It's like it, it's ingrained in me. If I don't finish this, I can't do that. So I'm, I'm still working on the balance. Yeah, I, I write that way as well. Though I, I, I can't. Um, I, I have to write in a linear way for whatever book I'm working on. Like I, I can't just skip around. And even though, like, I might have like scenes in mind and bits in mind and stuff, or, or I might, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in between. A plotter and a, a pantser. I'm a planter. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, will there be a new map at Eternity's Gates? Possibly. Possibly. Awesome. awesome. Only as like a little, only as a little, maybe as a little kind of something new. It's not going to go to any new places. The last one did. That's why it was so big. I was like, I'm going to take some of the characters to a completely different place. And that, but I was like, oh, but I have to do all the world building. And I have to do all this and do this and do this and do this and do this. And do this. Uh, so I'm not going to do that in this book. But um, I might just do, I'm, I was thinking of doing like a whole world map for it, uh, for the entire the entire planet. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, but I'm thinking of doing a Kickstarter as well for the series when it's done and could kind of oh, do like a, like a big kind of like. Edition, yeah. Have you yeah. done that before? No, um, I haven't though. So, like, um, I've been kind of looking at. I've, I know quite a lot of people have been doing them recently, and been doing really like beautiful books. And some some of them are just like first in the series, and some of them are like collect like on on the buses. But like mine, I think would have to be two because I think it'd be too big to do in one in one book. Um, but uh, but do like a nice collector set and do like uh, try to get spoilers. Um, <laughs> Uh, it'd be nice to kind of do like you know like hand like new kind of like really kind of like uh, elaborate maps and like artwork Those and are stuff. Always like cool. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd like to do it. Maybe. So when you're writing your your worlds, I find like every author kind of has a different thing they focus on. Some people focus mm-hmm. on the characters and they they hear the characters speaking before they see what they're doing. That's me. Mm-hmm. Some people see the world and build the world up. And then some yeah. people, they, you know, the plotters, they have the story outlined so they know where they're going. Where do you fall, you know, not just the pants for plotter spectrum, but like, what do you focus on first in a story? Uh, characters first. So, um, so, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, actually, no, it's not characters and themes, I think. So with this one, it was the theme of, of, um, of, uh, she's really going for spoilers now. You're really going for it, aren't you? You're really, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's gate, so you know. Um, uh, 
can I get an infinite map to do? That'd be a big one, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, so like, so with um, so the the series is called Empire of Ruin. So the the one of the theme, the, the main theme of it was, and this is where the inspiration of Dragon Age came from, was that um, so so in the Dragon Age games, like it was the first thing that, and this came out a little bit before like the big grim dark explosion. I know there's been grim dark books, but we can kind of retro actively go back and say, you know, Thomas Covenant was a grim dark book, or this was, or whatever. Um, and like even like the children of Hurin from Tolkien is is grim darkish as well, but like um, it came before like Dragon Age came before like Game of Thrones and are around the same time and Joe Abercrombie and all that kind of stuff. And it was the first fantasy thing that I ever saw that had like a lot of like real world prejudice in it and and kind of like particularly in um elven kind of way where elves were like an underclass where like you know humans kind of feared them and, and were jealous of them i suppose because of like you know uh they lived for so long and all the other kind of things and it was really interesting so that was always kind of stuck with me so i was like you know i'm gonna kind of do this um and i'm a big like history buff um and i really kind of love the roman empire and like learning about them and I was so I was kind of like I wonder if I can merge these two things together and then bring it in a little bit with like British imperialism because I, I grew up in England where it's like this island nation where like it's a tiny island nation that was like we're gonna just rule the world and just be at war all the time because it's great. For a while they did like the map was all coloured in. Yeah, <laughs> well, there was these kind of things that were going in with it, and then so. So then the characters came first, and I really want—I was really, really keen to have this, like you know, this mother and daughter, and I'm not like a young, like a daughter, either. like she's she's in her mid thirties, like you know, she's an adult, um, and uh, <clears throat> so I was kind of really looking in this, and I, and I kind of got that. So it was like, well, what's the thing? What's the thing that's kind of like you know, the starting point was what's the disagreement? You know, what's what's what split them up? You know, what's what's driven them apart? And then. When once you come up on what that is, it's like okay, so that's kind of informing their characters a little bit, and it's like you know, um, and then just building it from there and saying what's the challenge, what do they believe in? Okay, they believe in this, so that's this belief system here, and this person believes in this, and what what's their biggest challenge? What's going to be their worst thing? And, and then just kind of building the world from that. So the characters and the themes like always kind of come first, and then because um, uh, because you know it's it's kind of like. I said earlier on that like the world should like support any different amount of stories that can be told, which I do think is true. But at the start, the world is just built to support this one particular story and these these particular characters. And then, if you continue developing it, then it can do other things. Um, but at the start, it's like, you know, how can I make my characters? suffer the most <laughs> with yeah. this model and create a world to kind of reflect it um yep. and uh you know and then i i would just then keep on building a world forever unless i was like i had a deadline it's like you have to actually write the story at some point because you know you have a deadline like, okay, <laughs> uh, so it becomes quite yeah it becomes quite uh it becomes quite in depth at a certain point and then you just kind of have to just pull the trigger and I'm, I'm, I'm world building my next kind of project uh after this one i have been for the last couple of months so just doing like a couple of hours every week just just doing a little bit of stuff create a few characters and create a few things and you know um if you do that like a couple of hours a week and you don't even have to think about story as much then it's just like thinking about characters and themes and worlds and stuff after a few months like you i kind of have like quite a big 
like bible i guess of mm-hmm. of how this world works and um and then when it comes down to <laughs> yeah <laughs> existence is suffering <laughs> yes that's true. <laughs> that's true yeah uh, so yeah it's fun that i do enjoy doing it uh so yeah but i do it that way and then when it comes to actually like sitting down to like write the first book or the first story it's like i've got quite a developed kind of world and cast of people um like in in the third book in this series like there's there's characters that come into the story that have been mentioned in the first book you know were just in passing but i've always planned to use them and i knew who they were and what the they're what they were going to be in the story for but um so they've been kind of mentioned in passing, like, you know. Seeded in there. Yeah, hundreds of pages before. There's like a little passing reference. So I do these, I do this little thing. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. So I, I, I think I think I ripped it off from somewhere, but I can never remember where it was I ripped it off from. But obviously it's stuck. <laughs> so like at the start of each chapter, I have like a little right. kind of like, um, oh. just the lights gone crazy. Oh, Go away, yeah, crazy. Right like, there. Like, yeah. yeah, there we go. So I have like a little kind of like, quote from someone oh cool yeah. like and uh like um and it'll be like you know like a little thing that's like uh it's just a little bit of kind of a world building kind of thing really and and then um, but a lot of them are actually from characters that are either already been in the book or will come in the book at some at some point uh, cool. you know so I, 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 i've been doing so like yeah so there's characters that pop in the third book that are quite prominent in the third book that were like mentioned in one of these things in the first one. Nice. So I was like, I hope people remember these <laughs> when they go up. Mm-hmm. That's a creative way to do that. That's cool. That Sometimes it's is... my friends as well. Sometimes I just like, you know, uh, I just take someone's name, one of my friends' names, and just like do a little like kind of fantasy version of it and just that's it. it's a little little easter egg for them <laughs> names and titles those are the bane of oh, my yeah. existence i always put in just code names until i figure out the character's name <laughs> it's yeah, like one I, of the last things that i think of i, I, that. I, I do that and i usually, Ray, I usually huh? them, but I, I did it for someone that i did it for someone who was one of my beta readers and i forgot to change the name and uh, the character was not a very good character and i was like i'm so sorry i was like i, I just do this uh, that's of my process i usually do it and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right i did a thing um i did a thing recently because I, I have a reader group and i was i did a, a thing where it's like you know if you just invite people into the group and and say you've done it i'll, I'll put your name in the in the in the last book mm-hmm. In some in some way, which is great because I have a big list of names now that I'm like, yep, I'm just going to use this name. There we go. That's how, that's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. Brackets. Yeah, yeah, Jane was laughing at me for Gray because he was meant to be a morally gray character, so that was his code name. Right. And then it just stuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Though. When it when it yeah. kind of like it suits it perfectly. Yeah, it's usually just something to trigger me to, to remember what the key part of that that character was, and I'll come back yeah. and put the name in later. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Names a tricker. It's great when you've got a list of them that you can just be like, yeah, yoink. Thank you for name generators. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah right. I, did, I did that for the main char- the main male character in that in the witch assassin because I'm like I've got to find <laughs> Elvin. 
name. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, for for, I love those you know, fancy for the names. royalty. Yeah. Yeah. I love those fancy names that have like loads of apostrophes that are in the middle of them. And it's like, how are you how are you supposed to say this? Right. <laughs> exactly. I also get code names when I read books like that. Yeah. And and how do you tell a narrator how to say it? How to say oh. how, you know, how to phonically say it. I've had to, you know, tell them go and give, you know, pronunciations to them recently. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Pronounce it, yeah. record yeah. yourself pronouncing the names properly. Well, actually I wrote I wrote it out the way, you know. It's it's like my my married last name. You know, everybody gets it wrong. It's short <laughs> and it's French. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why everyone so, gets it wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, yeah. I've had to do that, but I, I, um, I, I, I kind of like you know recorded a lot of some of the things, and I was told I was wrong about a number of them, and I was like, when the when I when they told me why I was wrong, I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. Actually, yes, I am pronouncing this completely wrong. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My my wor my worst one is Parmesan. It's Parmesan. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I've said Parmesan all my life. <laughs> and I will continue saying it. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's fine. Just to be obstinate. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on that note. <laughs> Someone did that to me the other night. Yeah. She's like, I would like some caramel. And yes, I'm saying caramel and not caramel. Okay. Nobody yeah. said anything. Yeah. <laughs> she was like very specific. Great. I'm going to say it this way. Yeah, that's two very different things, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think like um, I think when people start arguing about like pronunciations in your books is when you've really kind of made it. It's a, like a level of like of success. It's like it's like you know someone has bought your book, someone has reviewed it. People are arguing about how you pronounce things. You know, it's, it's... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Yes, and 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 you know, when you're listening to audio, audio narr narrators and they get something wrong that just makes you burst out laughing, it's like, oh, that wasn't the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I and croon are very different. Yeah, I was listening to the Wheel of Time um, audiobooks, which like, you know, um, and they're um, narrated by, I can never remember the names, but they're quite famous audio what they're narrated. It's Kramer and Matt Kramer and I can't remember. Yeah. But, they, they, but they just completely change pronunciations of things like halfway through and just, they're just, just whatever <laughs> oh, feels good. Feels yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's because like a part of the part of that fandom is like until the TV show came out where it was like definitively said in the TV show, like mm -hmm. there's always like again like Robert Jordan would like say this is how it's pronounced and people are like no it isn't, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're wrong mate, you, you wrote this thing but you're wrong and like yep. you know, people have been arguing for years about stuff and um, uh, and so like it's like the audio books were just like we'll just do all of them, we'll just just keep changing it so everyone's happy mm, oh yeah that would drive me insane yeah. <laughs> yes yes it, it sometimes does i'm <laughs> like <sighs> it's not worth narrating something though like you know yeah, I, no. I, would, I would never do it it's yeah just exactly 
Exactly. I went for the easy names. I, I go for the easy, easily pronounced pronounced names, I guess. I don't know. I thought I did that, but the, the first narrator on the uh, Chronicles kept calling her Myra. It's like, Mira. Mira. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Myra. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think I did that because one of my like main characters, like, the one who's on the most all the covers, she's called Colleen. But that's but it's with a C. And obviously, because I live in Ireland, that would be like that would be a hard a hard C. But then other people call her Celine as well, which I'm like, that's no, no that's that's yeah, not right. Yeah. And, yeah, but it's kind of like it's it's yeah, it's it's one of those things like where you're from, like it's kind of really yeah. kind of informs like how you pronouncings i guess and, right um, exactly uh, exactly I, I would, yeah i would never think of like a c at the beginning of the name being like a soft sound but i guess there is places where it is so um, well celine dion, celine dion yeah, yeah, yeah. good example yeah. there you go but that's why again if you can record the way you want it said and send that to the the narrator mm -hmm. then there's no confusion whatsoever Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Well, they that's, that's what's good about urban fantasy is that it's like they're just people called Nick and yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> Harry and other things like that. It's like this is it's a vampire next door, you know? Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. George, Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone knows it. Yeah, it's like yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that is my favorite genre to write in. It's urban fantasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Someday I'll like like write an epic, but I'm, it's going to be a while before I have enough brain space to to right. work on something that big. Yeah. Well, See, it's yeah. interesting. Like, um, it's an interesting way of of, of it because, like, there's there's some things that are like a lot easier than in urban fantasy. I was on, I was talking about this on a panel um, recently about the differences between like you know second world and 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 and, and first world. And someone was actually saying it's just they just wrote an epic fantasy. That was it. And they were like, oh, it's a lot easier to do urban fantasy because like you know if someone's got a gun, you can just say they have a gun. Are they going to buy? You don't have to describe what it is. And I was like, that's true, but also. You have to really think of what sets your world apart and it has to be you know it can't just be the real world like you have to think of what this thing is and, and what's unique about it and yes. and then you have to be, and then the rules have to be very very particular as well like you know and uh, you have to play by both sets of rules you have to ground yeah. it in the real world and your fantasy world that mm -hmm. lives within that real world exactly yeah because like if you like do have a bar and like dresden's bar is a good example of this like which is a little bit magical there has to be a reason why it's different to a, than a real bar because people will be like, this isn't how this works. And, you know, if you have a gun, like it has to work like a real gun. Otherwise, people will be like, this isn't how a gun works, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, like, if you're in your own world that you've made, it's like, well, you know, what's to say the physics are different in this world? Because, you know, they could right. be. Right. You know, right. Um, and yeah, the, the, the witch assassin doesn't take place on, well, the beginning takes place on Earth, but. It's a bunch of rel different realms, so I had to sort of differentiate a little bit um, between it. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, so at least I had some of the world rules. I didn't have to make those up, so mm. you know, yeah. and I had yeah. to be consistent within them, which was yeah. very difficult. Yeah. yeah, but I bent the rules a little bit. 
That, that's <laughs> a little bit. Of creating your, your world and your magic system is running into like book three or four down the line. And you're like, damn it. I boxed myself in with that rule. Now I can't break it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why did I write this one throwaway line four yeah. books ago? <laughs> that yep. has ruined my life. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, every every genre you write in has its quirks, its things that you have to do. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think any are easier or harder than than the others. Writing in general takes a lot of work, takes a lot of brain power, yeah. takes a lot of creativity. Yeah. It's that kind of gatekeepery kind of thing where it's like, oh, this genre is easier than this genre, you know? And it's like it's like they're all they're all difficult. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean the only benefit of urban fantasy is you're taking real world and you're adding magic to it or adding mm -hmm. monsters to it or adding this to it, you know, but yeah. the real world. But you have you to know. make a fit. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, it, we've had books take place in New York City. So, you know, we needed to, you know, A, make sure the mapping was correct and where yep. we were going and, you know, the subway systems and all of that. Yeah. And then B, layer on top of it, you know, beings that didn't, don't, you know, how yeah. they're moving. We don't know that they truly exist. I kind of, I, I was very sneaky and I sidestepped this issue. So like I, I wrote a crime novel, like a straight up crime novel um, that's set in 1940s Santa Monica, which mm -hmm. was really difficult. Well, it wasn't difficult, but it was, it was just like a lot of research because I was like, it has to, I've never been to Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, I want to kind of get it right. But also it's, this was 80 years ago. <laughs> So I was like, you know, trying to find out stuff that like there's no records for or, or um, other things. And it was like, you know, quite painstaking to kind of get right. So when I was doing my Urban Fancy one, it's set in, it's set in Oregon. Because um, mm -hmm. like, I really like the Pacific Northwest. Like, and, and there's a lot of like, you know, like Twin Peaks and other things mm -hmm. like that. Really like, you know, I really loved. And X-Files and other things like that. that kind of went out there every so often. And everything. But then I was like, so will I set it in Portland? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm just going to make up my own city that's basically Portland that it's mm -hmm. like about 50 miles away um, mm -hmm. but it's called something else and I can just you know just have the same kind of vibe as the Pacific Northwest and, yeah. and, and Portland but I won't have anyone being like this place doesn't exist or this this doesn't work this isn't what Portland's like and I'm like well it's not Portland so it's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> well the cheat code I, I like that I've yeah. been putting aside doing the, the World War II romance novel that I'm planning on doing because, it, and it's based on my grandparents, and I have to do train rides. I have to do train rides with little kids from Hartford to Chicago to the West Coast, right. you know, and, and, you know, all of that. <laughs> so yeah. I remember very little of the West Coast, but I was, I mean, I, I had five years when we lived out there. Mm -hmm. when I was little, really little. Um, but, you know, I've got pictures of, of Oregon and <laughs> the Oregon coast and stuff like that. And my family, yeah, yeah. my family's history is from Washington. So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the wagon trains. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's great when that kind of comes through. Like, you know, because when, when you like, when you do like read the Dresden books, like you can tell that Jim Butcher really knows Chicago, like really well. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and even like I've never been to Chicago, but I, I know that it feels like a really real place. Like, you know, yes. 
Um, yeah, uh, I know New York pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you'd be able to write New York pretty well in your books, yeah. like yeah. And it's like it's one of those things. Like if you're not, you know, you could get away with it for a lot of people, but there will be that people that would be there that be like, look, I live here, and this is mm -hmm. nothing like how it actually is. And you know, but pull them out of yeah. the story, like you know. Um, yeah, and on the other side, the people who do live there really appreciate it when you write it accurately. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that's and that's the thing that you don't that's not a problem when you're doing second world fantasy because it's like no one's ever right. been there it's your world. Exactly. You You can make up the color of the trees. Yeah. As long yeah, as exactly. you remember them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this has been such a great conversation. I can't believe we're actually over time. It's it's yeah. already past an hour and it just blue by yep <laughs> it has been such a pleasure talking with you tonight david yeah thanks very much i had a great time yeah i hope it's not too late out there i know it's it's like one or two in the morning it's yeah it's usually this is my usual prime writing time so it's, it's okay. oh no okay <laughs> well, we won't take up I, I, wrote early, I wrote i wrote <laughs> earlier today so don't okay. please <laughs> well for everybody who's watching if you don't already know the show notes down below have all of david's links you can find him and his books and social media and david thank you so much for hanging out with us this has been such a fun conversation yeah thank yeah. you thanks very much for having me on yeah thank you're you. welcome thank back you. anytime and tell nikki i i have a place in maine so if she, if she ever has questions about it oh, she can ask <laughs> there you go mm, yep. <laughs> I saw that. But <laughs> All right. Now, are so we back coming? two weeks from now or are we? Uh, actually, hold on. Hang on. Um, Queen of the schedule over here. Yes. <laughs> we don't have any guests next week, but we can do next week because I'm not going to be here on the 29th. I need to see what's going on next week. All right. We'll figure it out. So either yeah. we'll be here next yeah. week or the weekend <laughs> or two weeks or, after. Or, or the 6th of May. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> Oh my goodness. How is it already so late? No, wasn't it just January? I know, I know. Right. The 29th is when we open up in Maine. <laughs> so, so you won't be seeing this background for another. I know, then you'll be teasing me with the beach. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will see you again soon with more authors to introduce you to and some more fun conversation. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.